People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello. Welcome to the 101st episode of the Bros 3 Podcast. And how you doing, fam? I say, how are you doing? Are you out there living your best life? Are you Samuel L. Jackson and those bad feelings? Well, I hope you are. And if you're not, this is the perfect day to start. Hey, real quick, fam, did anybody happen to catch the national debate a couple days ago? Did anyone feel like either one of these gentlemen represented the core values and beliefs that you believe in? Did they talk? Did, did they point make points but uh, agree to, to, to disagree? Or was any information shared that you felt valued, that you valued? I, I didn't think so. I didn't watch it. The reason I didn't watch it is because I don't want to see two people argue. Because if you want to exchange ideas, that's perfectly fine. If we have opposing views, that's fine too. But to see grown men go back and forth like kids, I really wanted to move forward. But a lot of people text me like, yo, the debate's on, the debate's on. I'm like, okay, cool, keep me updated. And pretty much it was what I thought it was. So the next day, the memes came out. And that's pretty much, that's where you get the meat and potatoes of what that situation was. And I saw a clip where Donald Trump called Joe Biden's son a cokehead. No, I'm sorry, let me do it right. Uh, That's why uh, your son's a cokehead. And Joe Biden kept his composure. Like, that right there, I was like, oh, hell no. Because there's one rule. Like, at a function, like at a black function... Look, everybody know everybody's dirt. You know, everybody know who kid is on drugs. Everybody know who kid ain't employed, who's selling drugs, whatever. You not going to disrespect my kid right in front of me like I ain't standing there. That's all I'm saying. So he was like, that's why uh, your son's on coke. Uh. And Joe, he, he grabbed the podium a little bit. But see, that was restraint I wouldn't have. Because I promise you, what would have happened is... I would have flipped over my little podium and say, say it again. You bad? Say it again. Your son's in coke. Look. All right. So let's just let's put the thing in perspective. All right. Trump has a job that Joe Biden wants. So real talk, Joe Biden is effectively unemployed. You dig what I'm saying? I used to work with this cat. And this is like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And he was an older gentleman. So I'm like early 20. Back in my day, brought to you. By nostalgia, Sha-na-na-na. right? So he used to come to work every day, and he was just being himself. And see me, I'm young. I'm like, hey, maybe I can make a name for myself. And this, that. he came in. He, hey, what's up, everybody? This, that, another. He was on time sometimes. And I was like, hey, man, like you need to really get together. Unless, like, you you might get fired. He was like, hey, man, check it out. I came up in here looking for a job. So what I like, and if I leave. Ain't no harm, no foul. Basically, he was like, my life gonna keep moving. And show his thing, he got fired. That's the situation Joe Biden was in. 
So imagine Trump has a job that he wants. So right now, he's retired. He's living comfortably. This way you send to cook it. Man, I would have pushed over that podium and say, say it again. I dare you. I, I double dog dare you, mug. Say it again. And the thing is, okay, so everybody like, but Tony, the president of the United States, he ain't got hands. And plus, he got the Secret Service. So, But guess what? The former vice president got Secret Service, too. So my thing is, we would have squad up. It was like, nah, man, skip that. He talking that good, good. The moderator would be like, please have some decorum. This is a learning institute. Hey, you shut up, too, homie. Right? So, so I'm walking. I'm walking over there. Like, so what's good, cuz? What's good, cuz? I'm taking off the suit jacket. And my dudes, if they know what's good, but my Secret Service, we rolling, too. So now his Secret Service coming out like, oh, what's up, cuz? What's up? Hey, hey, all right, check it out, man. Your man talking slick, right? Your man talking slick. Just say it to my face, man. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And my thing is, because he's been the vice president, Joe Biden, I'm looking over there like, I know all y'all anyway. You dig what I'm saying? I see you, Ralphie, over there with your glasses. What? What, what, what? In 2010, you was all, you was all on my jock. But now what? You, that's your man's in them over there? Hey, Ralphie, you know, well, I see you over there, uh, little Alfredo. You ain't got fast since I seen you. How your kids doing? You know what? Skip your kids. Move out the way and let the, I don't know what Joe Biden calls people, let the B train come through. You know what I'm saying? There are certain things. I know people who have not gone to funerals, black funerals, you know what I'm saying? Because they want to pay respect, but at the same time, they mouth are too slick. You dig what I'm saying? Everybody look around like, oh, man, I don't see... I don't see JoJo on them. Yeah, well, you know JoJo and, you know, and old girl's dude, they beefing, right? Or old girl laying in the casket, you know. Oh, man, okay, that's what's up. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I can't come through. I, I wrote some checks. My butt can't cash. So my daughter's birthday, September 18th. It was her 16th birthday party. Now, my daughter has been talking about her 16th birthday party since she was 11. You know, we had her 11th birthday party, you know, and she, She's like, I can't wait for 16. At the 12th birthday party. Oh, this is nice. But wait till you see my 16. You know, the reason being is because we have Puerto Rican people in our family. And they have a quinceañera, which is, you know, 15th birthday. Young ladies are coming of age. And my daughter saw that, you know, at a young age. She was like, can I have a quinceañera? I said, no, Zion, you cannot have a quinceañera. That's part of the Hispanic, Spanish culture. We're not going to do that. And my daughter was like, oh, because she saw the dress and, you know, all the salsa music and stuff. It was a big celebration. So then my daughter was like, well, how about a Sweet 16? Can I have a Sweet 16? I'm like, yeah, we can have a Sweet 16. I ain't stepping on nobody's toes. Well, guess what? September 18th, that was the big day. And it was a blowout. It was a beautiful time. We did the social distancing as best we could, you know. But the beautiful thing, the powerful thing was it like family members who ain't seen each other for a good little minute. They came down, and even the Puerto Rican side of the family who live out of town, they came down, right? So it was like, in essence, Zion got her quinceañera. It was beautiful. And then, you know, just like if you got a multiracial party, you know, you know, first we was doing a cha-cha slide, and about like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, something like that, that salsa music came on, and guess what? Because we got Puerto Rican side of the family, they were cutting the flow. And I just, you know, I stared back. I was trying to do like a... Like a, a real quick, like a step in motion, like, you know, step in the name of love but to that beat, but I couldn't quite keep up. But it was cool. So anyway, we at the party, right? And 
Somebody asked me, was there an open bar at a Sweet 16? I say no. Why would there be an open bar at a Sweet 16? They were like, well, I'm saying, man, the bar sitting right there. I mean, you know, I see I see my drink sitting right there. You are, you are Poppy Chulo, are you now? I like, yeah, I'm Poppy Chulo. Hey, so, hey, hey, this guy over here, right? Yeah, of course. Now, yeah, I mean, but if you was really out here doing it big, you know, they have an open bar. I'm like, look, it's my daughter's party. Now, she turned 21, then we'll talk, I say. But if you want something, you go, you know, I've got a tab over there. You get yourself right. But there ain't no open bar. He was like, oh, that's all, yeah, yeah, that's all you had to say, right? So I'm checking in on Grandma. I'm checking on Abuela, Tio, tio you know, I'm making my rounds. Everybody got everything, make sure people got a place to go, right? So I look, and in the banquet hall, because it's adjacent to a restaurant, so you can either eat at the restaurant or you can run at the banquet hall, or if you're in the restaurant, you can walk through. It's like a walkway to get to the banquet hall. So I'm looking around, got my arms around everybody. I, I had my mask on, taking pictures and stuff. I took the mask off for the pictures, obviously. So I'm looking around everything, and I see two white people at the bar, right? So they're not intermingling. They're not dressed like us. We dressed as a T. They wearing blue jeans and, you know, ironic glasses and stuff. It's a little young white girl and, you know, a little young white boy. So I'm sitting there looking, and the reason I'm looking is because my daughter says she don't have friends, which I find that hard to believe, but okay, cool. So I got my arms around people like, ha-ha, like, hey, what's going on? I look over there, and I see them, but they're not interacting with nobody at the party. Like, they, they buy the bar, but they're not by the bar, you know. And then I see the little girl, she's taking pictures. You know how these young people, they take the selfies, so it's kind of like, hey, look what's going on. Like, it's like the selfie, but we in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I, I ain't like the vibe. And I was like, I went over, asked No, I asked people in the party, like, yo, they come with you? Like, no, okay, they ain't come with you? Okay, cool. So I walk over there. I'm like, uh, I look at the girl first. I'm like, uh, this is the part where you introduce yourself to the fam. And she did that thing that young people do. She's a little blonde-haired girl, big blue Disney eyes. Uh, she has some cool, like, cat-eye, ironic glasses. And, like, maybe her dad's member-only jacket. Trying to wear an ironic. And skinny jeans, you know. And she was like, she did that thing where people, like, white people smile. Like, ee! Like, they show all the teeth. And, you know, in the animal kingdom, that's a sign of aggression. But she like, ee! And her eyes kind of moved back and forth. Like in the animal kingdom, showing all your teeth like that is a sign of aggression. But I know what it is. She's nervous. And then she looks, her eyes go to the young man she's with. Like, e something? Like her eyes is asking for like, e can you say something, please? So I looked at her, sized her up, and I was like, okay, cool. So now I walked to the guy. I'm like, like her eyes are looking at him like, e can you give me some help, please? So I look at her, I'm like, okay, cool. So I walk over to the guy, and he's about my height. He's a younger guy. He's got some kind of, like, blind, like, it's like a, not a crew cut. It's kind of outgrown a little bit. Uh, like, you know, huskier guy, about my height. Um, blue eyes. And he's got, like, that little wispy, like, that that mustache. It's like, nice. it looks like, uh, I don't know. It, it, it looks wispy. You know, it still has some developing to do. So I look at him. I I'm like, all right. So um, I asked her what she had going on. She had nothing to say. This is the part where you introduce yourself to your fam. Do better than her. And he was like, hey, what's up? My name is, uh, I'm going to give my name. My name is Daniel. I say, hey, how you doing, Daniel? 
And I looked, I like cut my eyes over there. He was like, oh yeah, and that's uh, that's Jaden. I said, how you doing, Daniel? He's like, no, pretty much. I said, so what are you doing here, Daniel? Never broke eye contact. He was like, oh well, you know, we're, you know, we're friends with Zion. I was like, oh really now? So then, and the girl, she's like, kind of looking like, I want to be a part of the conversation. And I, I put my arm on Daniel's shoulder and move him to the left, like, and I actually told her, I said, you had a part, you had it, you had a chance to be people. Now you're an accessory. I just turned and kept talking. Because it's like, look, the world is her oyster. She's going to be all right. All right? It's like, no, you're you going to learn. And actually, I gave you I gave you the rite of passage. You know what I'm saying? You 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 dropped the ball. So now it's the man talking. So I'm like, okay. So I say, so how old are you? He's like, well, I'm 18. I say, okay, cool. And I like cut my eyes. He's like, oh, well, she's younger. I say, okay, fair enough. Um, well, and then like now she's trying to like, angle herself more to the conversation. I move him a little bit to the other way. I say, look, uh, you 18, huh? He said, yes, sir. I said, you're going to be going off to college pretty soon, huh? He said, yeah. I said, that that one right there? And I move my head like that one right there? She ain't it. He like, <laughs> I say, look, you're going to meet a lot of people. Just, I'm just this one right here. I mean, keep on your arm, but don't, don't, don't invest no stock in her. He was like, yes, sir. And he, I, was, I was like, uh, and she's going to be mad. Like, when I walk off, she's going to be mad. And then she's going to ask you what I'm saying. I said, you do not tell her what I'm saying. She's like, no, sir. I said, okay, fair enough. And as, I, as I'm walking away, as soon as I walk away, I pull my mask back up. First thing she go, like, go in, like, you know, I see a head moving, talking to him, like, what is it? He's like, nope, nope, nope. And after five minutes, I walk back over. I said, you didn't tell her what I said, did you? He's like, no, sir, I didn't. I said, okay, enjoy the party. That's what I'm saying. You just don't. You have to make your presence known. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't just let somebody say something, do something. You're supposed to be here. You could be. And actually, real talk, even if they would have came in and been a part of the crowd, that would have been a lovely time because you are part of celebration. But if you want to be an observer, a spectator, and you want to take pictures of the event without being a part of the event, to me, that's perpetrating the front. And also, it's my daughter's birthday, and I'm big poppy chulo like that. Speaking of which, my daughter sent me something September... 25th was National Daughters Day, which um, I didn't know that was a thing. I, it seemed like every year, maybe to take our mind off of things that actually matter, they throw us a new holiday. Like, oh, it's National Hot Dog Day. It's National Donut Day. It's like those things don't need days because they cheapen the actual days, like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, things actually, you know, Black History Month, Pacific Asian Month. You know, those type of things. But anyway, Zion told me something that was very sweet. She told me, Dad, don't worry about anything when you get older. I said, oh, really now? She said, yeah, you don't have to worry about nothing because I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make a lot of money. And you'll be able to move in with me. Don't that sound fun? And I was like, no, I don't. I don't, I don't want to move in with you. She was like, why not? I said, where your mama going to be? She's like, she can move in too. I said, no, I don't want to let, no, why, why would I want to do that? She was like, it, I mean, y'all, it'd be a big enough house where y'all can live on like different sides of the house. I said, baby, I appreciate you. I love you. And I want you to live your best life and don't worry about me. What I want you to do is put me, if I can't support myself, I want you to put me in the old folks home. She said, dad, I would never. I said, no, sweetheart, I want you to. Because your dad's been training for that his whole life. She was like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? People, old folks' homes, they, 
they are dictated by the same rules as jail. Like you think, uh, you think uh, people who are well-to-do and stuff, you know, they just go to old folks' homes? I mean, some do. Maybe like, I've lived a good life. I want to not be a bother. I'll live out my twilight years at the old folks' home. There's some people get released from jail and like, hey, hey, you ain't got nowhere else to go, man. You got to go to the old folks' home. And they're going to come here like, oh, yeah, I've been practicing for this my whole life. Get in line. What? Okay, I ain't got no teeth. Well, it's soft food. All right, you put it on the tray. The same trays you get in high school, same trays you get in jail and prison. And guess what? Now I'm an old man and I got my tray. And guess what? Uh, if Bertram come out of pocket, like, hey, what's up, Tony? Uh, you know, Bertram, I'm just out here doing my thug thizzle. I say thizzle and my teeth fall out and stuff. I'm like, oh, pardon me, pardon me. What's up, Bertram? And he's like, Tony, man, you got them, uh, you got them $2 you owe me? I'm like, Bertram, what, what, what $10 you talking about? And he's like, oh, now you want to act stupid. And I saw, I heard you over there bumping your gums about me. And I'm like, oh, you talking about me because my teeth were gone. And guess what? Trey comes to the face, baby. Like, that's, I do push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. Not for now. No. No, dear listener. I do that for like 60, 70, 80. When, the, you know, when that upper body strength really come in handy. When I got that walker and I got to heft it up. And, you know, and give Abraham a piece of, you know, that thug love with the tennis balls on it. You know, I can go around the cafeteria, you know, and I could wheel and deal with the best of them. Hey, man, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you my, my mashed potatoes for your jello. They give out. See, and my man, he be like, all right, I'll go for it. Man, you losing, dog. Jello, I can put that up. Mashed potatoes got a short shelf life, you did. And, you, and you also, you got to keep you, you keep you some, they ain't going to get you silver, I wouldn't imagine. Keep your plastic fork on you. Keep it wrapped up in a napkin. You keep it, like, up the sleeve of your, of your uh, turtleneck vest, uh, you know, long sleeve shirt, but you got to keep your sleeves on. So, I mean, you got to hold down a pillow. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting there, and you're like, yo, Gladys, you looking mighty, that diaper looking mighty full, shorty. Oh, go on, Tony, with your bass. Oh, I'm just talking about Gladys. You're thicker than a snicker, girl. I swear for God. If I had some back teeth, I'd gnaw at you, girl. And then her boyfriend, her husband of 39 years, um, what, Frederick or something, you know, he got dementia, so he, you know, he, he be coming out of pocket anyway. And Frederick would be like, Tony, I thought I told Man, the fork come out the sleeve, shot, 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 and hit them soft, like, them liver spots all on that sweet rib meat. Take him down, man. Look. And what they gonna do? They gonna take me in a room where some nurse gonna be like, Tony, like you a bad influence. And it's like, what you gonna do with me? What you gonna do with me? You got nothing on me. What you gonna throw me in jail? I'm in jail and I'm running it. You know, it's, it's easy, it's light work. So no, I want my daughter, if she make all that money, go out there, you buy your house, you take your kids on a vacation. But me, I'ma get me a, Instead of a jailhouse tattoo, I'm giving me an old retirement house tattoo. Like something cool, like, uh, I don't know, the Nick Jr. logo or something. Like, I remember back in 1990, boy, they was out here doing it, man. And I'm okay with that. I am life alert bracelet. Don't give me no life alert bracelet. No. No, hit me with that notorious B.I.G., baby. You know what I'm saying? Don't, uh -uh. And the bad thing is, when we do get that old, I got our... 
retirement experience is not going to be what our grandparents' experiences is. You know, like, I'm still be bumping. You're going to revert back. You know, when you get 60, 70, 80, you went old folks home, you're going to revert back to what you have. I'm going to have my CD case with the little book. You know, you had your CD book, early 2000. And as I'm getting early, getting dressed in the morning, and I guess you get you rise earlier when you're older, pop in that, you know, that Tupac. I won't deny you. Uh. I'm like, yeah, uh. I ain't gonna have no, you know, I ain't gonna have no, no take my do rag off, even though I ain't got no hair. You know what I'm saying? Be like, mm. They gonna be like, Mr. Bronson, twin mixed Rex and wrecking, wrecking uh, playtime. Hey, baby, I don't, I don't play out in these streets. Who you think you're talking to? I'm ready for it, man. Light work. All right, so the last couple of years, like, I don't sleep a full eight hours anymore. And I read somewhere, the older you get, you don't necessarily need a full eight hours. Like, most of us wake up some part of the night, you know, we go through, maybe check on our kids, make sure the house is okay. And actually, that's the way people slept for the longest time, up until, like, the late 19th century. Like, a full eight hours wasn't necessarily, like, most adults didn't do that. But I think when you're younger... You know, early teens, early 20s, like, you need eight hours of sleep at least because your body's still developing systems, you know, brain patterns and whatnot. But anyway, the last couple of years, that kind of sleep, like eight hours of sleep, ain't really been ain't really been the sleep I'm used to. And I think also when you get, like, 40, you start, you know, worrying about maybe your kids or their futures or maybe your future, your financial future. You know, did you did you turn the stove off? Is your car going to be okay? You know, those things might keep you up a little bit. Some people, not all people. So I was listening to thunderstorms. Like, I, they have, like, loops, like, hour loops of thunderstorms. And I found that real relaxing for a time, and then it stopped working. And then I started, like, taking half a sleeping pill, and I would get, like, a good three hours of sleep and then kind of rough it the next four to five hours, something like that. Recently, I've been listening to people read to me, which has been working out pretty good. And sometimes I listen to the same story that way. I'm not trying to stay up to hear the end because I already know what's going to happen. But one night, um, in between me trying to figure out what to do, I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I remember listening to lo-fi hip-hop. Now, I'm not a music guy, uh, but lo-fi, I think that stands for low fidelity as opposed to hi-fi, which is high fidelity. And I think the lo-fi means it's um, uh, a little bit more muted, maybe. And I remember I had found that really relaxing. So about 1 o'clock in the morning, I reach over and I grab my phone. And I typed in something on YouTube. I can't remember what it was. But it was like, okay, this, this might work. It was something like lo-fi oldies or something like that. I said, okay, cool. I put it on. And, okay, I was, before the music started, I read the bottom, uh, the description, and it said, this is like 1950s, 1940s, old-timey music, and it's like lo-fi, but it's also played like it was being played in another room. So I guess the thought behind it is like, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, like people didn't have TVs, they had the radio. And, you know, let's say if your parents, they was listening to after, uh, what, the Dick Tracy show went off, it was time for the kids to go to bed. And you're like, oh, mom, I want to stay up. And they're like, go to bed. So you were going to 
in your room back in the 1940s, and I guess your parents would sit in front of the radio and listen to music, and maybe they'd keep the door cracked. And I guess this was supposed to bring back that nostalgia feeling. But see, there's a disconnect there because I didn't grow up in 1940s or 1950s. So I read this, and I, so I start, I, I, I press play, and I close my eyes, and songs like this start coming on. Okay, now look, I know now, because now, somebody from 1940s might have a, a beautiful memory like Jeepers Creepers, and the mom and dad might be in the in the other room, like, jeepers, baby, you got a bit of eyes there. Oh, stop being such a car there. <laughs> you know, like, that would be, and then mommy and daddy, you know, whatever. And you'd be in the room like, jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? It's 1940s. Like, us growing up now, like, I think, what, in 2000, they had a movie called Jeepers, Creepers. And what happened? Like, as that song was playing, there was a monster, because it actually opened up the door, the creaky door, the door opened up, and as it opened up, the song is playing, and there's a big scary monster skinning some dude alive to take his skin. You know, it's it's the disconnect, like the, that sweet memory from 1940s. So I, I kind of like I, I toughed through that song, but then it was kind of like then something like this came on, like. So then my eye opened up. It's like, okay, now the way it's recorded, I'm supposed to be in another room. So I ain't privy to whatever's going on in the room while brother's getting ready for Lulu back in town. And I'm saying, okay, in the house I live in, it was built like in 1916. So like there's spirits like, that's my jam there. I, I, can't, I don't like the colored fella laying in the bed, but that guy's got some good taste in music, right? And I'm just sitting there like, okay. I'm like, so that was terrifying, but I'm like, I'm gonna give it one more go. Cause it was like a playlist. And again, I'm not privy to what's going on in the room. I'm in the next room. Cause it, the, whoever made this, actually like recorded to sound like that. So then I got both eyes open, but I'm like, I'm let it play, but now I'm kind of curious. So then I'm scrolling through the comments and people are like, oh, this takes me back to my childhood, you know, and it, they they loved it, but I'm literally terrified. So, so now I turn over, like I set the phone down, that way I didn't want the, the blood screen to get to me. And I'm facing the wall, and I'm holding the covers because again, whatever's going on, is in the next room and this song plays I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your If that is not the most wrong, only thing I kept thinking is in the next room, there's a dude in a rubber suit. He's got a vat of human uh, fat, like a, a, a cauldron of bubbling human uh, rendered fat. That he's making 
people candles out of. Like, that sounds like something an uh, 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 arsonist plays as, like, you tied to a chair and he's throwing gas on you. Like, and he's smoking a cigarette because he don't care, but he's got a gas mask on. I don't know how it works, but that's just in my head. And then, like, he's like, please don't do it. And you're like, I'm not sure. He don't say nothing. That's just playing on an old-timey radio. Like, it terrified me. Needless to say, got no sleep that night. So, if for anybody who don't know, I live in the hood. And it's fine. I find it peaceful myself. I mean, I just do what I do. I come home, I go to work, everything's cool. But, you have to know your surroundings. Or at least be observing of them. That's the best thing. So, I see hood things on the regular. But at the same time, they're juxtaposed by this gentrification. Now... So it makes for interesting sites. Like things that I should be used to seeing, they have a different slant on them sometimes. Certain things are pretty much the same. So I sometimes I have trouble sleeping. So I take Ebony for midnight walks sometimes. And this one particular night, I'm taking Ebony for a walk. And when I get to the corner of my block, I see that they have the street roped off with that yellow police do not cross tape and I see like five six cop cars out there I see like a black SUV two cops with these high power flashlights and they got the whole area illuminated and they put down those little cards that they used to mark evidence so like the old man and me like oh I wonder what's going on down there didn't cross the line or nothing decided to keep on walking the next morning I come out and I see my neighbor and I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, you know what happened yesterday, right? I'm like, no, what happened? He said, well, on the one street up, they shot this old man 18 times. And I was like, wow, because I think I know who they were talking about. And then they said, on the street behind us, some lady shot another lady in the hand. And this happened within like eight hours of each other. And he's like, and that ain't the worst part. I said, oh, word, what's the worst part? He say one of the bullets struck this white Escalade, went through the window, and then he points to his truck. And in his truck, there's a hole right through the, the windshield. The bullet bounced off the back windshield, didn't have enough power to go through, and struck the driver's seat. He was like, yeah, if I was sitting in my truck, I'd have been hit. I was like, dang, that's messed up. He was like, yeah, it is. Oh, well, I'm going to work. That's what living in the hood is. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. So, from there, I decided, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and start my day. So I start my day, and I had to go to the Family Dollar, either the Family Dollar, Dollar General, or the Dollar Store. I don't know which one's which, and I know the people who go to those stores are gonna be like, oh, well, Tony. The family dollar is the one is everything's a dollar and the dollar trees. I don't know. I don't. It's it's irregardless. It's regardless. So I go to one of the dollar franchises, whichever one. Right. And I go up in here. And like there's their security system is like there's a voice that comes up to say you are being monitored.
and say, is everything okay? And the, the cashier, she has to make like a hand signal, hand gesture to let them know that she's okay. And this happens every five minutes. Like how, how that's got to be very, I don't know, unnerving. I come out of the family dollar, family general, general store, whatever. There's a crackhead walking down the street and he's wearing the Michael Jackson thriller jacket. And now all the real 80s babies is like, well, which one, the red one or the black one? It was the black one, but it was kind of hot out. So he unzipped his zippers. He's unzipped his sleeves so that no sleeve was the vest. And because he had a crackhead, he kind of had the, the crack. He was doing like the thriller movements, but they were, he was involuntarily doing like the movements of the dance. And I was like, go ahead, go ahead. And he kind of looked like a crack. You know, he kind of looked like a zombie. Put my head down, kept it moving, right? A couple of days later, I am going to the liquor store. And as I pull up, all right, because you don't never want to park in front of the liquor store. You want to park, like, across the street in case something happens. You, you got a place to run to. So I pull up, and there's an empty field, broken glass everywhere, you know. And there's a person, like, he's not laying in the grass or in the, on the sidewalk. It's almost like he's he was sitting, and then, like, the chair just magically disappeared. So his legs are kind of still curled up like if he, he was in a sitting position. So... Um, I parked my car and it's like, I don't want to necessarily go over there, but I'm like, it's still a person, man. Let me see what's going on. So I don't see no blood. Okay, cool. So I walk over there and my man kind of got one of his hands like on his side, like almost holding his ribs. So I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like I had my mask on still. I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? And he didn't say nothing at first. I said, yo, you cool? You all right? And my man had no teeth in his head, an older gentleman, and he was wearing a, a winter coat. And it was a little warm outside. He was like, change. I'm like, what? Like, are you okay? Like, can like, are you hurting? I see you're holding your side. And he, he did that thing and people ain't got no teeth, but they smack. Change. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, are you okay? My man, in arm's length, he's still holding his side. I said, can you let your legs down? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could let him down. Never let him down, though. And he reached over. And with the arm reach, he had a bag of chips and a box of cookies. And he was like, he just grabbed some some salt and vinegar chips. Like, change. Like, let's get back to this change situation. I said, yeah, let me uh, let me go in here and take care of my business. And I'll bring some change. you like, I. So I go up in there, and another person comes in right behind me. I'm still like looking, like what is going on? I said, "Yo, did you did you see that guy out there?" The guy was, he was like, "Oh yeah, I saw." Him. I say, uh, "Did you try to help him?" He was like, "Hell no." <laughs> I was like, "Oh well, my man, he all right. He just wants some change." I'm like, "Okay." So go buy my little stuff. So I'm heading back to my car, and I just want to see if he moved. He's looking around like everything's fine, but his legs still kind of cocking in up like that. So I'm like, hey, bro. Like, I'm coming, like, slow. with this. like, hey, bro, uh, got that change. You like, very good. Put his hand out there, and I gave him the change. Like, I should gave him a dollar, because I was like, you ain't worried about nothing. You got your food. Like, you live it. You, you, you got it figured out. His legs stayed up in there all day. I was, that's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome. It's just like, 
Wow, right? Now, while I was walking back to my car, I saw two white people. And you know how when people dress, when they serious about something, they were riding bikes. And they weren't just huffies. These were like those competitive Lance Armstrong bikes. So these cats is wearing like, they got helmets on, they matching, which is weird. Two white guys, they matching. They had these expensive looking mountain bikes. They went like, I don't call them body suits, but like they were definitely biker shorts and like short sleeve, like micro fibers that wick the sweat off of you. They got their Ray-Bans on and I got their smart watches. Like they checking each other's pulse and like, keep up, Paul, keep up. And it was so surreal because like in the middle of the hood, you got an empty field, dilapidated buildings, broken glass everywhere. And this dude curled up wearing a summer jacket, eating salt and vinegar chips on the side of the road, doing, I don't know, a core workout. And these two white guys are just, they just gliding through the hood. Like, nothing. They they would have been at home at the Tour de France or something. And these cats is like in the middle of the hood, riding past a liquor store, Michael Jackson crackheads, and a family dollar slash dollar tree slash dollar general. And making good time, as far as I could tell. Like, it... The hood is a magical place. I, I cannot stress that enough, y'all. Now, being as 2020, certain things in the hood have taken a drastic turn. There's a young man, right? See, because I'm an older guy and I live in the hood, so I know my place. I ain't on the block. You know, I, I'm in the bed by 10 o'clock. All that good stuff, right? So... I was taking my dog for a walk, right? A midday walk. Try to take it to the park. Sometimes we make it, sometimes we don't. And I keep seeing the same person. I, I call him 2020 Debo. That's only that's the best description that I can come up with it. But the thing is, okay, so every time I see him, like either he's walking or he's riding a bike, but he always, because I've seen him like four times within like a week. Every time I take my dog out, he just happened to be out there. And I'm type person. I believe in, you know, let your intentions be known. So if I cross you, you cross me. You say, hey, what's up, young man? You say, nothing much, old school. That way I know what it is. But young people don't greet, you know, like they used to. Or, they, you know, somebody speak to them, you know, they don't, they don't, responding kind so I'm walking my dog everything's good walking myself to the park and I see him walking and he, okay so he's beige he's like light skinned so he might be half black half white I mean multiracial I can't tell and he has red hair and freckles right so younger guy I think the first time I saw him he was wearing uh, a tank top right and he's just kind of walking and I was like how you doing young man and he just kind of kept walking. He looked at my dog, looked at me, kept walking. And he had, like, his hair in braids, like uh, old dog braids. Uh, Men's Society. It's, it's an old movie. Anyway, but they, like, strawberry colored. And he's obviously, you know, I, okay. So I see him the first day. I was like, well, that was weird. Okay. It is what it is. Next day I see him on a different street. He's wearing shorts. He's, 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 he, I don't know. Um... They look like jeans that he cut in the shorts, right? And when I see him, I say, hey, what's going on now? And 
he gave me this perplexed look. So I was like, maybe the boy's slow. So now, third day in a row, he riding around on a on a one of those like it's like a California bike. Uh, like real talk, like the bike Debo was riding, but it was like turquoise blue with a white seat, right? And he's got his own music playing, right? So we pass by each other again. He's got little tight eyes, so I can't see his eyes and stuff. And I'm walking with Ebony. Like, I'm actually looking like red from Friday. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't showing no fear. And he's, like, riding by, like, swooping by and stuff. I'm like, I don't even see. I don't even speak this time. Because I don't even know if the brother understands, you know, what speaking is necessarily. But he has little headphones in. And he's staring me down again. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm just keep moving. So... He's the 2020 Debo. He's a beige man. I'm like a <laughs> like an old man telling the cops, yes, he was a beige man. Um, he had strawberry red hair and he had freckles. Like, they don't even sound like a real person. And he ain't bigger than me, not necessarily, but a little intimidating. 2020, this is the year we're living in. Get used to it. This has been another episode of the Bros 3 Podcast. Performed by Brother Number One. Conceived by Brother Number One. Performed by Brother Number One. Edited by Brother Number One. Brother Number One would also like to remind you to be kind, to be sweet to each other, Be sweet to yourselves. Good night.